Welcome, guys, to the podcast Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And that's where you can feel free to ask mess- send messages and ask questions and, and give ideas of things that you'd love for me to talk on. And this is episode 16. And this episode's entitled, When You Allow Your Thinking to Settle Down, You Begin to See, you begin to see Clearly. You know, it's interesting of how much we have let silence go out of our lives. I've shared with you guys before this analogy of this crazy leprechaun thinking which sits on our shoulder. I kind of picture it sitting up on my right shoulder and just spouting off and telling us a bunch of stuff that we've got to do. You know, the interesting thing about that, like, so that voice, well, that voice would be, for example, just saying things like, oh, you're not working hard enough, or, oh, you'll never make it, or you should stop this stupid hobby that you're working on and go get a real job. And they'll say all kinds of things to you. It's interesting, even as I started this podcast today, there was a dog barking outside of not right outside my window, but when I do these, I like it almost perfectly quiet. And we've taken so much of the silence out of our lives. I, I remember when we used to see movies on the screen, the phrase would flash across the screen of silence is golden. And we'd all kind of joke around about it, like, haha, that's funny. But the more I've been going through my life, the more I have seen that that is true. When we take time for silence, it's as if we're stopping the crazy leprechaun, the the music that the crazy leprechaun is dancing to. And when you stop the music, I mean, unless you're that person at the party that dances without music, then the crazy leprechaun thinking either stops or just doesn't look as real. And when that stops, you're able to truly hear that inner voice, which speaks to you. You know, this past week has been just incredible for me personally. I have had so many experiences, many of which came by not doing the things that a lot of people would tell you to do. And it just blows my mind of how incredibly well our Heavenly Father is able to speak to us through that inner voice. It blows my mind how hard we try, how hard we try to figure it out when we don't have to. We just have to focus on the next step. We don't have to know every single thing that is coming after that. But sometimes we act like we have to know everything. We're like, how is this going to get me from this place to this place? Oh, in those moments of silence. It's so funny. You guys probably can't hear it, but that little dog started barking again. And, And it's crazy how even that can get us off track. 
I believe that the more noise we have in our lives, the harder it is to listen to that inner voice. I'm not against noise. I I listen to music super loud and and enjoy it. And I listen to most things under the sun. But when we can't hear from that place of our inner voice, we're unable to see. I, I think it's through that inner voice that we are able to see almost into the future. Except we don't have to see into the future. We just have to be present. The world is so noisy, and everybody has so many demands of us. But we don't have to take them. We don't have to listen. We can say no. I'm still, I'm still laughing because that, that silly dog is barking. But that's what it's like. And sometimes you got to do the best you can to find your own place of peace, your own place of silence. And it's going to feel like that sometimes. But whatever's happening is always the right thing. It has to be, because it's all that's happening. And, and the more I think about why won't that silly dog shut up, the more I realize that's not how life works. It's interesting that in the Bible, in the middle of an entire storm, the Savior is there on a pillow sleeping. So not just like sleeping, but like sleeping soundly. He's just, he's just there chilling, sleeping. And they wake him up and I, and I think he's probably almost annoyed. Like, guys, seriously, this is just a storm. Well, everything in your life can quote unquote be just a storm. There's a movie that uh, it's it's called The Longest Yard, and I'm gonna I'm gonna edit a, a quote that it says in there, but it really just came on super strong the other day, and I felt I should share it. But at the very end of the movie, these the people that are in charge of the inmates basically say, when uh, Adam Sandler's character does something or one of his uh, inmate friends does something. They basically say, that's going to that's gonna be a week in the box. You know, it's kind of like a, you know, a, a bad place to have to stay in prison. And one of the characters is like, who gives a care? Like I said, I did edit it. But he says, who gives a care? What if we stop caring so much about everything that's going on? Because the, the only place, like, I cannot get centered. I cannot listen to that place of the inner voice by going outside of me. And it doesn't matter what is happening. I think everything that happens in our life really does happen for a reason. You know, I had this beautiful experience this morning where normally on like Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I play basketball. And I kind of tweaked my ankle a little bit on Monday. So I, I really wasn't planning on playing this morning anyways. But, you know, if, if, if I was like, if I was committed and if I, if I said I was going to play every day, then I'd be there every day. Well, instead of doing that, I still woke up at the same time and had some beautiful experiences. 
And I had this experience where I was able to go back into something and kind of process it. You know, process a few, like, a few things that had happened, you know, in my past per se, but more looking at them from a future point of view. I, I, I can't really say exactly with, without going into much more detail than that. But bottom line, like somebody that had hurt me, thinking about if they came back into my life, if I let them. And it was truly amazing what happened. But the interesting thing about all of that, and, and, and the answer I got to was, yeah, I'd let them back in. I'd be selective of how I'd let them back in. They, they wouldn't come all in at once. And maybe you have somebody like that in your life that's hurt you. But my point in all of this is it came from that moment of stillness. There's a beautiful book by Ryan Holiday. It's called Stillness, Silence, Silence is the Key or something like that. That's what I have really found lately. We get so caught up about everything that we feel like we have to be doing in our lives. Whereas that's not the way at all. Everybody else has their expectations of you. And you have your own expectations of you that are a combination of what you really want and what you've been told for most of your life. You have no idea where anything's going to take you. I had no idea by just settling down this morning and just being quiet that I was going to go back to a place that I hadn't really wanted to go for quite some time. And you know, the funny thing is I blew off another, not, not one I host, not a coaching call I host, but I, I did blow off a, a group coaching call that I could have been a part of, you know, and there's this part of us that feels like we've got to be doing more, more, more. I'm finding that I've got to do less and less and less. I'm finding there is a current that is trying to lead and guide your life. It's as if you're on the river. There's a current. And I believe that. I believe that Heavenly Father is really striving to guide our lives. But He can only let us when we settle. When we're constantly worried about the next best thing to do, it doesn't work that way. I want you to try something. So if, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes when you do this. But if you're not driving, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to just take a moment and just ask yourself, what's one thing that you could do today to take better care of yourself? And now I want to encourage you to follow through with that later today.
the same way that that insight revelation um, thought, whatever it is that you want to call it, came to your mind. That is what I'm talking to. That is what I'm pointing to. Now, and the interesting thing about this morning is every time I, you know, I actually set a timer when I do these type of visualizations or whatever, just in case you fall asleep, then you. And, and so, for whatever reason, I decided on you know, just doing these seven minutes. And I'd get further and further and deeper and deeper into this conversation. And after every seven minutes, I think about, okay, I've got, I've got to get up. I've got to get stuff done. And the more I'd be pulled back, not by the crazy leprechaun voice, but by the inner voice. No, Joseph, this isn't, you're not done yet. And the crazy thing is, when it was time, it was almost like I just felt this strong thing of just, okay, get up. What if I told you that you have an inner GPS? It doesn't matter what you call it, but it is your own inner wisdom, own inner guidance. And it will give you turn-by-turn directions for your life. As I shared, I've been having a lot of really cool things happen. And yesterday I had this awesome conversation with this uh, composer out of Germany. A very, very talented musician. And we, we chatted over Zoom. And I learned so much from him. He showed me how how a song is structured, how it works, and how there were different melodies and tones in almost every little part of a song. And I was like, I was just blown away. Like this was just super, super cool. But then he did something else. Like we were kind of playing around, trying to. I wanted to write some new music. Well. It was an interesting approach that he took. He said, okay, Joseph, I just want you to play one tone. And I played a couple notes. <laughs> and he's like, no, Joseph, I want you to play one tone. And so I played one note. And then he's like, okay, now play another one. And I played another one. And then that continued for like, well, just, we only did it for like five notes or so. But what he pointed out is when people play from that space, note by note, they do it in such a different way. And he said when people, when people just go for it, oftentimes they'll play their patterns. The patterns that... They, when, you're a, when you're a guitarist, like you just have natural patterns that you'll generally start playing. That's just the way it works. I mean, one of the ones I often use is called Travis Picking, if, if you're familiar with guitars. And it was so fascinating because I didn't play Travis Picking. 
<laughs> I played I played an entirely new pattern. And that's what blew me away. And it was a pattern that I don't normally think of. What if I told you that when you aren't silent and you don't take time to listen to this undercurrent that's guiding your life to this inner GPS, to whatever it is that you want to call it, What if I told you if you just let go of control, you would be guided? You would be led. The way I'd been practicing music before, or learning to play new songs, was I would play the same chords that I just fell in love with when I first started writing songs like 20 years ago. I, I haven't written that many songs, but... When I first started writing songs when I was in high school or something, you know, it basically has to do with the G, a C, and variations of those, and the uh, folk versions. Basically, the C add nine and the G add whatever. <laughs> and I would just strum away on those until something sort of came. But most of my songs sound fairly identical. <laughs> They really do. Most of my songs sound super, super, super identical. But that's not how new things are created. I think we're so afraid to take on new life. I happen to be looking at my... I've got a Thomas Kincaid Disney calendar. I love his paintings. And it's the Beauty and the Beast picture. And I think, oh my goodness, how many times have we remade a version of Beauty and the Beast in the world? And maybe people, even in, even in industries, are so scared about trying new stuff, about taking on new experiences, new opportunities. We're, like, it, it's as if we have a fresh spring next to us, fresh spring water. And you can go to it any time and fill it up with the most delicious water you've ever tasted. If you've ever drunk out of a fresh spring, you know what I'm talking about. Well, the interesting thing about a spring water, even a spring, after a while, that gets hot and that tastes hot and old too. I, I remember because the only time I drank out of a spring water, I was like in scouts or something. And we had, and we'd hike to this fresh spring and we filled up our water. And by the, you know, after that, by the, that day or the next day, I dumped out my pure, quote-unquote, fresh spring water because it was hot and yucky. That's how it gets. When we keep repackaging all the old ideas we've ever had, we're not taking any fresh new water. You have that fresh spring, and I promise you, it will always give you guidance. If you don't believe me, try it. And if you still don't believe me after that, Message me on message me on Instagram, and if we can, we'll have a conversation uh, over Zoom. But it always works. It always works. But the only way you get to that fresh spring is by being silent. 
there are so many people they go they go around the entire world to find the wisdom of the world they they find excellent co- excellent consultants the difference between a co- consultant and a coach generally a consultant gives you a bunch of strategies and most coaches won't most coaches they will help you look inside and see what comes up for you. And they'll help you point and notice things. But they generally won't give you good advice. You got plenty of that stuff anyways, and you don't, you, you don't even use the good advice you have. Most people don't. So there's no judgment there, myself included. Because what's great advice for one person is not great advice for another person. There's a book called Good to Great, and this is something my mentor Michael Neal pointed out. And he said, guys, the book Good to Great that's supposedly written about all these amazing companies, every single one of them is out of business. Wow, those must have been some amazing companies. And he wrote an entire book about it. Why? Because things change. I know there's plenty of churches that don't believe in continuing revelation like they say hey you know the bible that's it and you know oftentimes in our church we say like even if we, even if we didn't have the bible if even if we didn't have any book of scripture we could continue going because we believe in modern day revelation well the same way that god can talk to the leaders in a church he can talk to you that, that's what I see as this inner wisdom, the spirit, whatever it is for you, I don't care. It doesn't matter. You can call it whatever you think, and it's still the exact same thing. And it just doesn't matter. You know, so much of life just doesn't matter. There's, there's another movie, it's called Meatballs. And there's a scene where Bill Murray's character, if you look it up on YouTube, you should find it. He just goes off on how there's two camps, like one's super broke and the other camp has a lot of money. And so he just goes off on like, oh, the other camp has all the, all the money has, you know, has, they've just got all these really cool advantages. And then after, at the end, he just grabs this log and starts hitting the ground and says, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter what great advice people give you because most of it's terrible. The best, best advice that is given is by mentors that make you look inside and say, okay, what do you need to do with what I've said? What, what do you need to do with it? Another religious leader of mine, his name's uh, David, David Bednar, he always talks about in his talks, and you know, I've heard him talk personally, he says, guys, don't pay any attention to the words that I say. Pay attention to what the Spirit says, what that inner voice says. The only way to hear that is to get settled. I find the world is getting so, so noisy. I mean, especially this last year with everything that's happened, it's gotten even noisier. Well, I think there's some people that are like freaking out. And I think there's some people that have more quieted their mind. I've been in both camps at different times. So once again, there's no judgment. Probably say that a lot on these, or at least I should, because 
I've been told by certain people they feel like they feel I can come off super judgmental, but at varying points, even in my day, I'm exactly where you guys are. In our day, we're at different places, but we like the only way we get back to where we're meant to be is by settling down and being quiet. I know this sounds, I know this sounds super simple, but at the same time, I also know this led to some pretty cool discoveries for me this morning. If you don't believe me, try it. If you've got kids, still try it. We don't take enough time for ourselves. I used to be the person that would say yes to everything and would want to help anybody. And I still do want to help quite a few people. But I've also noticed there's certain people that I've had to box out of my life. Because they weren't they weren't providing energy, they weren't adding value, and they were consistently asking. Sometimes we have to do that. There's a scripture that comes to my mind. There's a, there's a book of scripture where a, a young man named Nephi is told to kill this leader named Laban. And he says in the scripture, basically... Now, just to clarify before I read this, in case anyone's thinking otherwise... Um, I, I don't advocate <laughs> doing this, but in this particular circumstance, and it actually took the that inner voice and the spirit to oh, quite a while to convince him to do this. But it, but then that the spirit said, like, it is better that one man should perish. Oh, it says, "Behold, the Lord slayeth the wicked to bring forth his righteous purposes." It is better that one man should perish than that a nation should dwindle and perish in unbelief. I think that's how it is for us. You personally could probably not call, um, you know, Hugh Jackman or, you know, or, uh, who else, um, Kate Hudson or some of those guys. And and if you can, please introduce me. I'd actually love to, I would love to work with them. But you can't. Each of them have gatekeepers on top of gatekeepers on top of other gatekeepers. Why? Because they know in order to do their greatest work, they have to put themselves behind some closed doors. So many people, especially religious people, feel like they have to put everyone else's needs in front of theirs. If you want to learn the greatest example for settling down, at least one that I've seen, is that of the Savior. He, he goes countless times to the desert to settle down and hear what the Spirit has for him and, and hear the voice of God. Why? We lived in a very crazy and tumultuous time. You also have that ability. And it doesn't matter how many of your 
how many of your current, let's call them sacred locations or places of silence are closed. I have found one of the things that I've done for ever is go to the temple fairly often. And that's been closed off. So there's been a few times that I've gone and just sat in the parking lot and I've had beautiful experiences. You just have to find a place that's quiet. It doesn't have to be perfect. There is nothing more important that I could ever point you to than this. This is everything. This is at the core of every single message that I have done and that I will do. These podcasts start off with just one single insight. And the insight that you guys are hearing today, I happen to just say, and somebody else actually pointed out, you're like, whoa. And then he, and then he told me, and I was like, oh, wow, that is, that is really good. And when I ever say anything about my insights, I, I want you to know I'm, I'm not glorying in myself. I'm glorying in that God that gives me those insights. I just, I just can't do it after every single insight I have. Otherwise, you guys probably wouldn't like this podcast because every single thing I tell you is from that place. The deeper you settle, the more firm the ground is that you stand on. So what can you do to settle? Well, first of all, I'm going to ask you, what can you do to settle? What are the activities in your life that help you settle? I think one for me is just realizing that there's certain things you have not much control over. And also understanding that the same way I played those notes in that song and experienced that moment-by-moment wisdom, the same way you can do that. I can't even begin to tell you how many amazing things have come from this place. This is it. If you got this one concept of settling down, you'd be done. You'd be good. No, no, at the same time, I understand that at times we're settled, at times we're not settled. Here, you kind of an analogy my mentor uses. It's kind of like a snow globe. Well, certain times you're going to be like super shaken up. Other times you're going to be in the process of settling. And sometimes you're going to be totally settled with not even a, a, fla- a flake of glitter floating through the water in the snow globe. And then he jokes around and says it's snow globes all the way down, which if you're familiar with the reference, is basically how there were turtles all the way down that supposedly held up the earth. This was years ago. But it's snow globes all the way down. And the more your thinking settles, the more you're going to see. The analogy I use, that's more of mine, is I look at our life 
are basically the way we see our life. Through very long panes of glasses, a ton of glass lined up in a row. And when you see something, it's like, whoa. There's an episode of How I Met Your Mother where you know, one of the, one of the, each of the characters kind of tell what they, what annoys them about their friends. You know, and for example, uh, one of them, you know, tells, tells somebody that Lily crunches her food. And after they say it to him, you hear the sound of glass breaking and they can never unsee it. They can never unhear that. That's the way I see insight when you really get it. There is a total difference from you guys coming away from these conversations, knowing the right things to say, and actually getting it. Oh, please understand, I, I, don't, I don't feel that I've quote-unquote got this yet. I'm learning to get it. And I will be for the rest of my life, and then, and, and then even after that. Because we're never in a perfect state of stillness. I just thought of a song from Christmas that it's like, still, still, still. It was the night of the Savior's birth. All is sleeping. I love the stillness of the night. <laughs> For whatever reason, that, that caused me to start thinking of In the Jungle, The Mighty Jungle, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. But there is a power in stillness. You know, I had an experience when I was driving home from my sister's house and I just pulled over to the side of the road and just looked up at the stars. Oh my goodness. It is so beautiful. And there's so much peace in that place. It truly is incredible. The amazing life that we have. Everything points to being still. Why, why is it that your greatest ideas ever come in the shower? Because you've stopped thinking for a few moments. You see, this crazy leprechaun thinking that I speak of, it clouds our mind so much that we can't hear that inner voice. And when we get worried or doubtful or fearful, it comes from that place. The only way we see is when we settle. Another analogy from Michael Neal. It's like a lake that's beautiful in the morning before it's all carved up by wakeboards and stuff. You can see the reflection off the water. The stiller you are, the more you can see your reflection. I had a beautiful experience this morning that I, I mentioned a little bit of. But there was a moment in there that led to some deeper moments when I just felt this there as I had my eyes closed. I just saw the Savior coming up and giving me a big hug and saying that I was doing an amazing job. And so are you. You are doing so much better than you think you are. And I bet if you gave that, that moment, if that's something you believe in, and if not, 
you know, somebody else that you respect. But for me, I couldn't have had a much better moment that then led to other moments. We worry so much about the things that we cannot control. There are plenty of things that we cannot control in our life. And when they do, we just have to let it settle. If, if I come and I jump and you're sitting by a swimming pool and I jump in and do a cannonball or, you know, jackknife cannonball, the, the better kind, where you kind of lay your, lean, lean back and, you know, get your entire back and body into the cannonball and get a really good splash and see how much you can rock that pool. I don't care how good the cannonball is. Within a matter of a moment, the water is fairly still. Within a matter of three to five minutes, I don't care how much splashing was in there, that pool, it's back to normal. That's you. You're going to have people come in and do cannonballs in, cannonballs in your pool. And the less that seems like a big deal, the happier you're going to be. And the more you're going to see. Michael Neal also has a quote that says, God doesn't think you suck. And the voice of God doesn't think you suck. So if you're not having peaceful, happy thoughts come through you, they're not coming from that place of the inner voice. It's just the crazy leprechaun voice, which tries his best to describe, to, uh, to pretend that he's the inner voice. Because that's all we can do. That crazy leprechaun voice cannot give you peace. That's one of the rules. And you can call it, you know, say in the adversary, um, the crazy leprechaun thinking, your saboteur, whatever you want to call it. I, I don't care. What I do care is that you understand when you have peace, you know you're on the right track. What would happen in your life if you just let yourself settle down? What would happen if you have kids or nieces or nephews and they saw that super settled place in you? Now, if you think that this is how I've always been and this super quiet voice and, and everything else, like, I want you to know that is that is could not be further from the truth. I was all over the place and my energy was all over the place. And basically, even this girl that one time that uh, we were really interested in each other, she even had the courage to tell me, she's like, Joseph, you're, you're a lot. <laughs> it was, it was this uncontrolled energy Almost like if you've ever seen a, a hot wire or a live wire or whatever they call them, just kind of flailing around everywhere. That was me. And then randomly I had people start to notice in me, one of my one of which is my 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 dear friend and amazing coach slash accountability partner, Carrie. She was one of the first people to point out that like Joseph, wow. You have this super smoothing, calm, smooth, calm voice. And I'm like, what? 
You can't, you can't be serious. Well, and then another person told me. And then another. And there's that saying that if I, if one person says you're a horse, it's no big deal. But if, you know, 10 people or whatever the number is, say you're, say you're a horse, you might want to buy a saddle. That was what I began to see. And I began to see that this super powerful energy that I held could be contained. But it only came from settling. And, and there's times, like, there, there's, a, there's a time and a season for everything. And I try to play with that a little bit on these recordings and bring in some humor and some fun and, and other stuff. But honestly, guys, this is what I'm pointing to. This stillness. And if you think I'm crazy, because, hey, the first time anyone ever talked about, um, especially meditation with me, I was like, um, no, 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 not for me. Yeah, if, yeah, the interesting thing is we're, we're going to learn the lesson that is put before us. We just get to decide how many years we want to wait before we start actually getting it. And for me, it took me many, 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 many years. <laughs> and it's still taking me time. But I have found that my Heavenly Father is so incredibly merciful on timing. He's so incredibly merciful. And he leads us and guides us to do those things that are going to be the best for us, regardless of with, if anyone else thinks they're crazy. Before, before I started this today, I was listening to the song, uh, Love Like Crazy by Lee Bryce. It's a country song. And I just happened to listen to it, and it basically talks about how everybody else thought he was crazy for his whole life. You know, he, he basically marries this girl young in the song. Um, they have kids. They think he's crazy. And, you know, then he, then he works on this little, uh, you know, this little business that everyone thinks he's crazy at. And then at the end of the song, he says, well, and Microsoft came along and they paid like crazy. Don't listen to other people. Don't even listen to me. I'm serious. Because all I'm doing is pointing you to the inner voice. If you don't listen to a word I say, and in all the silence that I put in these, you just listen to what this, what this inner voice or spirit has to say to you, you're going to do pretty good. You're going to do really good. What would it be like if you just let yourself settle down and listen to that inner voice? What would your life be like Every single thing in every religion points to this. Why are we told to read scriptures? Because they settle us down and Heavenly Father can speak to us through them. Why are we even told to read good books? Because they settle us down and Heavenly Father can speak to us through them. We're able to hear His voice because He notices things, things in our lives that are like, Hey, I just noticed this. And he points to them. And then we have insight. And then our lives are transformed. I feel so grateful to be able to do this each week. And I, I am just blown away at the abundance of revelation 
that Heavenly Father is willing to provide me. And there's an excellent leader, a religious leader of mine, but he was also a world-renowned heart surgeon named Russell M. Nelson. It says, the more that I share what God gives to me, the more he gives. I could not I could not say any more about that from the past few weeks even of just everything that is coming. I mean it it is just it is just incredible. And I know that as you settle down and as you see Heavenly Father or your source really wants you to see, he has the coolest road in the world worked out for you. It's going to be so amazing. It's going to be so cool. And the only way to see it is to settle. You know, it's kind of like if I told you there was this super murky puddle, but deep inside there's jewels and gems and gold bars and everything else that one could ever want at the bottom of this tiny puddle. But you have to settle so you can see it. Heavenly Father is leading you to a place that is more glorious than you can imagine. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag on another story here. You know, a a, a a human died as humans do, and he arrived up in heaven. And and as the man was there he noticed that there was this room that all of the angels just quickly glided past, almost avoiding it. And, and the man asked, they're like, what's in that place? And the angels got a really solemn look on their face. And they said, we can't keep you out, but we would highly recommend that you do not go in there. And so the, the man being curious as people are, he goes in. And he sees all the wonders of the world. Not just the wonders of the world, but all these really cool things that he thought would be really cool to have in his life. The house of his dream, the car of his dreams, the, the, the girl of his dreams. Everything was in there. An incredible relationship with, with Heavenly Father was in there. Like Anything you could possibly think of that one could obtain in this life was in there. And he comes out of the room and he's like, guys, that place is amazing. What is that place? And they got really solemn again and they said, that is the life that you were meant to have while you are on the earth. Heavenly Father or your creator or your source has the most amazing life designed for you. I said designed, not forced. It's the path that you most want, that you're going to be happiest because he knows you best. But in order to see that, you've got to settle. So I want to thank you guys so much for, for joining us today. And I hope, hope this has been helpful for you. And please share this with anyone else that, that you know that is struggling. You know, I mean, podcasts are the, the easiest things in the world to share. It's like, well, dude, hey, you're single. It's just like, hey, I got this really cool podcast. Check it out. You might like it. Kind of the green eggs and ham approach. And, you know, our goal is to get to 10,000 here in the next uh, 
10,000 listens in the next couple months. And, you know, I'm incredibly grateful for how many people are listening. I, I just, it blows me away each time I look at that. And also I want to invite you and even encourage you, if you haven't yet, come join us on our, the, the Zoom coaching call. It's at 10 a.m. Arizona time. Yes, we do have our own time zone because that's how we roll here. And it's on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. Arizona time. And you can find the link for that at the website happy, the letter N, single.com. It'll just take you, it's, it's a quick redirect that will take you to, uh, it, it'll take you to my, my main page. And then you can just click the link that, to join the Zoom call. But yeah, the, you know, one of the people on there has had some incredible, like life-changing conversations. And, and the cool part is if you're the only person that shows up, hey, you get, you get free coaching for an hour. In case you guys haven't already seen, like I love so much of just being there and helping people because for so many years of my life, I was where people are or where you may be. For 12 years of my singlehood after my mission, I was miserable. And my goal and mission is just to help pe- help single people just be happier and help them to understand how to, how to have the best time in their life. Yeah, check, check that out if you like. And yeah, well, guys, go out and live your adventure. Thank you. Thank you.